Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Welcome to the Dental Handoff, Dr. Kelly Tanner, RDH, here at ADA SmileCon. So excited to be here with my new friend, Dr. Bob Skitter, who is a newly retired dentist. And I want you to meet Bob, and he's going to tell us a lot about SmileCon, and then also, too, about his transition uh, from out of practice and what that is all about. So, Bob, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, so tell us... Tell us about why dentistry for you. Why did why did you choose dentistry? Uh, that's interesting. I I I, uh, I love people. Love working with my hands. I uh, love the the healing science. Uh, I thought about going to medical school, but I hated hospitals, so that kind of got rid of that little thought right there. And uh, it just it just works for me. I've never worked a day in my life. It just I enjoy what I do. I really do. Still do. Thirty six years. Yeah. And then, so now you're on, I mean, you've been in leadership for a while with the ADA. I mean, we started, he's been, he hasn't, he's only missed two meetings. Is that what you said? Yeah, no, get alive. I've, I've missed two ADA meetings in 36 years wow. and stuff. So I've seen the great meetings, which most of them are. I've seen the meetings that probably needed a little help. We hit a home run here. Where is everybody? You need to be here. FOMO. Uh, next year, Orlando is going to be awesome as well. So, uh, but it, it's just my passion. I, I enjoy putting these on. So what have you done to contribute to this year's SmileCon? Many new things. We are trying to bring the wow back in our meetings. We always have the best speakers ever. And so they're here. They'll be here every year. Our Dental Central is is a relatively new concept. It's our exhibit floor, if you remember. But we, we can get CE on the floor. We have a lot of dynamic things going on and a lot of experiential things we can uh, we can bring to an attendee. Uh, I'm a visionary guy. So I said, let's step out of the box and see what we can bring. We have NASA has integrated big time in our meetings. So one of my first contacts, we have this podcast thing where we're doing podcasting live from SmileCon, and hopefully we can branch out to all of their listeners and, uh, and, and let them, uh, you know, take our message forward. Uh, we have something that was kind of cool we came up with. It's called Dental Olympics. And uh, Texas has four dental schools. And, uh, you know, they're all, we want to create a kumbaya moment type thing. They, uh, so we got four students from each, uh, each dental school. And they're here doing kind of a fun little Olympic things. We, we have some events that, that they can compete. It's friendly competition. 
Uh, we'll crown a winner here before too long. And it's a trivia thing. It's uh, I, I kind of got put in my place a little bit. I, I said, well, yeah, we can have them compete and maybe wax up a crown or something. And one of my committee members says, do they still wax teeth now? You know, I said, oh, I don't know. I said, I better not put that in there. So so uh, we tried to let the students kind of design that a little bit. So it's been real exciting. All the dental schools thought that was a great thing. And really, if you think about it in Texas, they're really competitors because they want that best student going to their school. And so I said, oh, you know, I understand that. I really do. But let's have something where they can all get together and and talk and compete and have fun. And, of course, an ulterior motive, then their students will come and cheer them on. Their families will come and cheer them on. The alumni will come and cheer their school. And uh, that may help our attendance. So there's secondary little things of all of my thoughts as far as vision. We had a street fest last night that was over the top. We had well over 2,500 people, and we had a live band. We had food trucks. They closed the whole avenue in front of the convention center. And uh, it would have probably still going on. Everyone had so much fun. I mean, they almost had to just shoo them all out. There was, and we had fireworks at the end of it that was spectacular. So that was another. I said, you know, let's get them out of this big building, this gorgeous building out, outside. It's, you know, you're in Houston in October. The weather was just Perfect. Perfect. It was. So some of those new things and, you know, Orlando's even going to be as good or better next year. I, I want to think my meeting is going to be the best, but uh, they can build on my great meeting and they can even have a better one next year. So you need to make plans for that for next October to get to go to Orlando. I think Universal's kind of got us a, a, a deal where we can be in a, have the whole park to ourselves one evening. And so there's a lot of neat things I've kind of heard of the preliminary on that. So, you, you know, mark it down, be sure and come. You guys have a lot of great speakers here. Yeah, really do. You have the, you have the best. Too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such an honor to be here. I mean, one of 12 that, who were chosen across the nation. So it's just, I mean, to be here and, uh, and stand on the, the shoulders of giants and that yeah, I've... We had a lot of fun designing this. We really did. And, and uh, you know, if a, if a guest doesn't show up, it didn't take long to go around and find someone to, to plug in. They were real excited to do it and they want to be part of the energy that the podcasters have brought. And Y'all have been great. You really have. Well, thank you. I mean, look at all this great planning. I mean, you guys, you'll, you'll see me on main stage in another episode, but they just pulled out all the stops on how, how you all have truly designed this. And the seating area is very comfortable. People can just walk up and sit and listen to what it is you're talking about. A variety of different topics from all over the United States, things that are relevant to students, things that are relevant to existing new dentists as well. So, I mean... Hear this a lot to attract a lot of the the younger dentists to come in and and trying to what what do they want what can we do to make their experience at a at a SmileCon slash ADA meeting good and so because we want them to come back they're you know they're a part of our association but they're going to be the association when dinosaurs like myself tend to really go out to extinction a little bit but you know I got here on the shoulders of dinosaurs so it's uh. It's, it's good that we can kind of pass that baton down, but, you know, we want to make sure that it's the right way and think, we think we put things together that's going to forge that, that journey for them in dentistry in the positive way. Yeah. So you guys are talking about possibly shutting down the park for, uh, for a night, maybe for next year. Yeah, that's Universal, crazy. I think the deposit's already made and uh, we've been to Orlando. That was one of our main stops, even when we were annual meeting. And we've done the Disney thing, and the Disney would do that. And this time around, it was Universal. So, uh, and they've been great. And the convention center there is fabulous. And they've 
And it's Orlando's just a magical place, not to, to catch on their pun a little bit, but uh, it'll, it'll be a great, we'll have still great speakers. We've got, uh, this year we also had a Spanish track. We had only, we had Hispanic, uh, Spanish speaking lecturers and their audience was all Hispanic. And we're going to incorporate that into a, a podcast that's going to join you guys next year, you know, and, and then they can broadcast to that audience. And, and, and this was a great way to kind of start that in Houston because they have a big Hispanic population here. So we're trying to, to play and be part of the DEI experience. I mean, it's just all over the country. It's just not in, in that. And, and we need to be part of that. And we need to be up in front on how, how that integrates into dentistry. And so uh, it's, it's always behind the scenes talking about things like that. So your ADA is really out there in front. It really is. What do you think is one of the one of the greatest opportunities that ADA has within the next five years? Uh, opportunities. I, I like your positive words there. Uh, there there's a lot. Uh, you, you can't experience the opportunities out there unless you come to a meeting or unless you get involved. And, and to be honest with you, it's grassroots. I mean, get involved in your local society and then get involved in your district society. Uh, then, then get involved in state. And then, you know, if you catch a fever, get in a, get in a slot that meets your DNA, how you like to serve and, and in what capacity it may be in continuing education. It may be in governance. It may, and ADA has all of those avenues that they can offer that will, that will fit your needs and you're willing to serve and help. And uh, but you just can't go. I want to be a national delegate. Come on. You know, you need to have to learn how to get there and earn how to get there. But it's not a it's not a undaunting task. You know, you you get involved on what's in your wheelhouse. And uh, once you find that niche and then that's where you can grow. And I promise you, as I did when I was a, a young dentist, a new dentist, you know, it helped pave my way and to do a lot of fun things like this. I have, you know, so many friends and associations that's lifelong. I mean, they, these are lifelong friendships and connections. I'm a member of the ADHA and it, I, I don't know where I would be professionally without my association. You know, and it's just like in your hometown, in my hometown, I started a community dental clinic because we we did surveys that said there was not affordable dental care. So, well, we need to get us a clinic where they can go there. And we were nominated and, and received uh, George Bush's 699th point of light. So he had a thousand points of light and we were number 699. Just a, an effort that we put together in our hometown. We couldn't find hygienists. Sorry, we couldn't find hygienists in our hometown. So we started a hygiene school at the local community college. And it's been going 22 years. And, and so it's just... You know, things like that is how you get involved and you get the fever of giving and serving. And, you know, it's, it's not about, oh, can I do this because I'm going to reap this benefit? You're, you're going to reap way more than what you give. You always get that through service. Yes, that's it. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I was listening to you talk about how you've dedicated your entire, your entire career to you poured into the ADA and you have... Um, Sometimes you're not, and, and when you do that, you guys, you know, because you're you get so involved in it. Sometimes you have an unpopular opinion that other people don't want to hear. So how do you overcome those challenges? Because this shows a lot about leadership, and we're going to transition into your practice transition. But before we're going to talk about, you know, how do you how do you come up against, you know, when your opinion isn't that popular? How do you navigate that? Well, you know, you have to be diplomatic. 
and you have to try and see. I've always said, you know, how does it look from 10,000 feet down? You know, because your opinion may not be the opinion of those that are maybe a step above you in the pecking order of service. You know, they may be in a leadership position and, and they have to answer to a lot more people than what you do. But unless you plant the seed or find the way, uh, for instance, I have a daughter that's an OBGYN. She's a physician and she was having trouble with what was going on in her department. And I said, well, you know, Lise, you don't, you don't want to go to the CEO of the hospital and say, you know, I'm having this problem, this problem. So just go there and say, you know, we are having concerns, but here are some solutions I have. And, and then he said, well, you know, that's out, but that has to go to our parent company. She goes, who can I call there? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I said. Yeah, that's how you do yeah, it. Yeah, that's how you do it. And, she, so, and so what I'm hearing you say, too, is not just say, I'm, I'm seeing this concern this, and, and feeling like you're just dropping it in someone's lap, but coming yeah. with that solution. Come with some solutions and, and recognize the problem. See both sides of the situation. And, you know, you have can controls and can't controls. There are things that, I, you know, I can't control that. I can control how I react to them. Yeah. I can control how I respond to those things. Uh, you know, it's never a bad idea to ask a question, but you know the answer before you ask that question. And see what you get in response, and so, and that you're, you know, you put people at ease. They realize that you care. You realize that it's all for the common good and the right reason. There's no such thing as a stupid question, you know. Uh, there may be some answers you may not like, but that's how we learn, and that's how we grow, and that's how we build. So, uh, it's same way with our practices, you know. Patients, oh, I want this and that, and you know, in your heart, eh, this is not going to work. Well, you just don't say that. You know, you come up with a solution. All right, well, this is what I hear you saying that you need. Here's some ways we can accomplish that. And here's pros and cons on all of those. And then make the decision together. I said, we may have to go see a specialist, but that's a fact-finding mission. That doesn't mean if, if, if it doesn't work out with them, you don't have to do it just because I send you there for a consult. Yeah. You know, but bring it back and we'll talk over what they said. And, and that builds trust. And when you have trust, you don't have discontent. And then you have families that you can treat for 36 years. Yeah. You know, it's not a one-time toothache. You know, they trust you. They know that you're not trying to sell them something. And I've never sold anything in my life, you know. But it's, um, it's that trust that you build. And it's not any different in organized dentistry. It's not in everyday life to build those relationships and that trust. And that's how things get accomplished. Yeah. Through relationships. So turning the corner here, you just sold your practice. Yeah. Did you learn a lot through that? Tell uh, us about it. New, new chapter. Well, what you learn is what you don't know. And I thought, well, you know, I know my practice and I know, you know, you can have it evaluated, but I found a young man that was in another situation, it didn't work out well with him, and and uh, he wanted to be my associate four years ago, and I'm saying, oh, I didn't want to hold anyone's hand. Uh, I didn't think my practice was ready. Well, it got ready real quick after COVID. It really, I needed some help, and he was disenchanted. And, and uh, you know, but then when you say, okay, how can we make this work positive? And I told him, I said, my goal now is to make sure you're successful. But you didn't realize, okay, now when a patient comes in, they have to sign all new consent forms. They have to sign all new HIPAA forms. They have to sign all new financial forms. You have to get uh, your tax base all situated as far as 
paying federal withholding tax and state tax. That means you got to get an EIN number. And insurance is based on your your address. Well, if you move next door, guess what? You've got it takes three, four, five, six weeks to have the insurance companies change all of those addresses over. Wow. And uh, and I told him, I said, look, every patient that I treat knows another dentist. I'm not the only dentist they know. And if they think, oh, Skinner's retiring, he's gone. Well, let's try Dr. Smith down the road. Well, that doesn't help you out that just bought my practice. So I don't think we need to go out there and say, oh, Skinner sold his practice, he's retiring. We need to say, you're joining my practice. And I said, that way, when my patients call, they say, well, yes, Dr. Skinner's here. They can see you, but it might be, no, here's his next available appointment, which is going to be, you know, from one day a week, I'm going to work when I'm, when I'm uh, after I sold my practice versus four days a week. So my next opening is going to be way down the road, but Dr. Brogan can see you next week. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You know, and so that way it kind of blends that. We sent letters out and that's how we worded it. I said, now you've got to close the deal, you know, and I can introduce you right. and I can make that, that as seamless as possible. But, uh, and he's been real good with all of that, everything we've said, but it's crazy because when we huddle, uh, he'll say, uh, oh, I didn't think about that. And then we started thinking, what if I just walked out the back door and says, there's your practice, deal with all these problems. And it's been about a three or four five month. Every day we say, oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to do that, you know. And so it's been a learning situation for me too. But I think it's going to be a great scenario for him. I really do. And But there's a lot of things I didn't think about that uh, really came apparent just in dotting the I's and crossing the T's and making sure that that transition is, is as seamless as can be. So it's been, that's been a kind of a, an interesting journey. Yeah. How, how did your team accept this and what, how are they feeling about it? The team, I kind of had a funny situation uh, about two years ago. I had four of my eight employees retire. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? They've been with me 25, 27, 29, 30 years. And so when they, they left, I had to rehire. And I, and I say this, if you're not from the South, you probably not, won't understand this, but I just reloaded, kind of like Alabama. You know, they win the championship every year. They just reload every year. They don't get in there. They just reload. You know, the, the young ladies that I hired back are just phenomenal. They, they took to a different level. They helped my ordering better. They were good at chair side. They were experienced. So I just felt like I just reloaded. What I lost, though, is institutional knowledge. And that's so big because, as you might could tell, I like to visit. And my scheduling secretary, who's with me forever, knew that if this patient needed a little extra time because they were hard to numb up, we'll, we'll give Dr. Skinner an extra 10 minutes because this patient's hard to numb right. up. Or Dr. Skinner knew this guy from high school, you know, so they're going to be back there and talk. So we're going to give them an extra book. So when they left and the new ones came in, they didn't have that. Yeah. And so now um, I had to adjust and we had to have a come to Jesus talk. I said, look, I can't do my best work if I got every room full and three people waiting and hygiene saying, where is Dr. Skinner? Check my patient. Because I lay in bed thinking, oh, I could have polished that just a little bit better on that patient. But I said, I had to get out because I, I don't want anyone waiting on me. I mean, if you got to two o'clock, I'm there, you know, and we see 30, 32, three patients a day. 
two full-time hygienists so I, and I check every hygiene patient. So I was getting out of my comfort zone of what I was used to for 36 yeah. years when I had that turnover. But they're all adapt. Eventually they can. Eventually they'll know, oh, yeah, this is the one that we have to give him an extra 10 minutes on because they don't numb up easy. Or, yeah, yeah, that's one of Dr. Skinner's old friends there, and they're going to talk about stuff. So that was that was kind of opening two years ago when that happened. So uh, it, it's all cool. It's good. I got four and a half grandkids, so I'm going to spend some extra time all under three. Wow. Yeah, so it's crazy. That's good. I'm looking forward to it, though. So what would you tell a dentist who is... What, what like top three pieces of advice would you give a dentist who's thinking about selling their practice? Huh, that's, that's a good question because I've never had an associate. I've always been a solo. Uh, what I did tell my patients, let's go there first. I said, look, I'm not going to sell to a big, big conglomerate. I'm not going to lock my door and auction off my equipment. And I'm not going to bring someone in that I wouldn't go to myself. So that kind of made the patient say, oh, okay. And that kind of breezed that way for my patients. But to tell a new guy, you know, do your homework, get your, get your practice evaluated properly, make sure they know what they're doing. It's not every one of those things that evaluate practices know what they're doing. They may sell you like they know what they're doing, but they don't. Uh, don't sell someone junk. You know, upgrade your equipment. You know, talk to your accountant and make sure, well, if you've got a seven-year depreciation, think about your retirement seven years out, buy new equipment and depreciate it out, and you benefit from that. So those are just kind of inherent little things. Find the right person. Find a person like you that's laid back, that's, you know, that's chair-side kind of like you. One thing my new associate, uh, he's seeing all my patients while I'm down here at SmileCon, and before I left, he said, man, I think I sold three crowns this morning. And I said, did they need three crowns? I said, you got to think about this. I said, they might have had Dr. Skinner saying, has looked at those three teeth for how many hygiene visits. I said, yeah, you know, one day we may have to do that. But I knew one day I'm going to be able to do those crowns. Your first visit, you come in there and say, oh, guess what? I, you need to have three crowns like right now. I said, you didn't build a lot of trust because in their mind, I said, you know, Skinner's looked at those same three teeth and he didn't say anything about crowns. I said, you'll eventually get to do them. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I said, you want to say 36 down the, years down the road, you're still seeing those same patients. Yeah. And I said, there's, there's ways to develop your own style. You don't have to do one thing that I tell you, but this is how it's worked for me. And, you know, don't do a lot of changes first day in. Uh, there was a practice that sold in Fort Smith, and they, he, the, they consummated the deal on a Friday. Monday, he came in and fired everybody. He wanted his own people. So now his patients come in, it's a new dentist, and it's a new staff, and they don't know them, and they don't recognize them, and he's made changes. And I said, what a horrible business move right out of the chute. My new guy said, I'm not going to change a thing for six or eight months. Yeah. I'm going to leave it just like it is. And he says, and we'll tweak through things that kind of fit me you know, differently than Dr. Skinner. So, yeah, so you hear all of those stories, and so you learn from that. And, uh, you know, you uh, – as far as top three, that was tough because I could talk forever on things I've learned on that. But, you know, dentists are smart guys. They really are. And, you know, that's why you come to these meetings because you meet other smart guys. Hey, you sold your practice. Tell me about that. Yeah. You know, if you don't go to a meeting, if you sit at home and do this. It's, it's only a part of it. That's but it, it, but it. But it's about networking. It's about your, your network is your net worth. Relationships. Relationships. 
Yeah. It's about relationships. I, I come to these, I've heard all the speakers, but I say, oh, there's Dr. Smith from Arizona. Hey, what impression material are you using now? Have you bought a new scanner yet? What are you using? Does that work for you? That's how I learn. I, I, I promised my patients I wouldn't use them as guinea pigs. I'm going to research it, make sure that fits and get information, not from someone trying to sell you something. Because whoever's trying to say something, that's their, that's the best thing on the market. Well, it's just like when you go to, you like something somebody has. Oh, I love your glasses. You know, where did you get this? You're always looking for that recommendation from that person you know, like, and trust, right? And so that's, that's this. That's the power of networking. That's why I urge all ages, all generations to come to these meetings. And, you know, we, we hear mentor. I heard mentor when I was a, young dentist. I said, yeah, you can look at mentors, but there's, there's all sorts of mentoring. Like we talked about Dr. Worth, you know, F. Harold. And I said, he really, I didn't consider him a mentor at that time. But when I look back on him, he was a big mentor. He didn't even know it. Yes. um, It's about paying it forward with your knowledge, not being stingy with your knowledge too. And I mean, what you're doing also for your associate, you're there mentoring him in what it is you're doing. And then it also creates stress. trust with your existing team that they know that they're handed off in a in a way that they yeah that they expect that they would know that it was it's kind of what you might do in the same situation so that's got to make them feel more comfortable so and that's just me you know you don't want to have in a leadership position and act like a leader you want to be a leader anyone can act a part you know but be the leader be the one and do your homework don't get into it easy, you know, make the calls, visit with the people that you know have been there. Doesn't mean that's your style and you have to do it, but that plants the seed and gets you thinking on the best way that it works for you. Use your words, use your way of explaining things. Be diplomatic about how you do that, you know. Uh, don't throw anyone under the bus, so to speak. And, uh, you know, and that's how things really work, not only in dentistry, in all parts of life. Every part of life. I just so appreciate you being here yeah, with, no no this is this is this is amazing um how do people get in touch with you if they have questions for you they want to choose you as a mentor they want to get involved in ada what would you say watch out what you wish for is what i was saying right there i said you might want to contact who you're following you here on this podcast because she's pretty sharp cookie too and she could always get a hold of me as well but no i you know we talked about this at lunch so i never discourage someone to come up to you in the mall and pull their cheek back and says, doc, what do you think about that? Yeah. Show me, (laughs) you know, I mean, get get those things, but you know, don't, don't shy away from those, you know, and be diplomatic on how you address that problem. You don't know, you don't have an x-ray, you don't know about them or whatever, but you know, the better we can educate our patients, the better patients they'll be. So don't shy away from that phone call or that, that, you know, running up someone in the mall is pulling their cheek back or something like that. You know, you, you want to, you want to, you want to educate and, and make them more aware of what's going on in our business at the oral cavity. You know, I mean, how many times have people come up to you and not only wanted your advice, but you know, how do I floss those tooth back there or whatever? I mean, it's, it seems trivial to us that are in this, but no, it's big to a lot of people. And so, uh, you, you want to squash that fear of, you know, how many times have we heard, oh, I had a bad experience yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Just don't allow them. Just don't allow them. And, and put yourself in a situation that puts people at ease and uh, build that relationship before you even look in their mouth. Yeah, and that's the way it's worked for me. It may not work for everybody, but I, I think that's pretty common sense stuff that you can find your own way to make 
that aspect of treating your patients yeah. work. Absolutely. So thank you so much again. Oh, thanks for flagging me down. Oh, you know, yes. I, you, I saw you as a guest on another podcast, and you just blew me away. About 10 minutes, I said that. I said, my gosh, this girl's pretty slick, you know? And then she flagged me down and says, oh, well, you come do this. Well, I mean, he's like the head guy here, too. So yeah. I wanted him to talk about the event. And, I mean, thank you for supporting podcasting and podcasters. and a great thing for, for small clients. Yeah, when you come next year to Orlando, Come by the podcast, but it's kind of like game day on Saturday. <laughs> it really is. And we try to design the set like that. And, and it's just, it's a comfortable place. There's a place for you to sit and listen and follow your, the person that you're following on podcast. You may have three or four of them. And hopefully if they're the top ones, that's who we're going to have here. You know? Well, thank you for the opportunity though, too. Oh, you're so welcome. We're glad to have you. We're honored to have you. Thank you. Well, all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening in. You know what? I'm going to ask the favor. Give us five-star rating on Apple. That's, that's who matters. And like us on uh, Facebook, Next Level DH, and then also share our podcast and the dental handoff with your friends if you've liked what you've heard here. Take care. Thanks for all that you're doing to care for your patients. We'll see you soon. Bye.